Welcome to the first season of Storytime with Wilson Rides. I'm your host, Galen Wilson, Executive Director of Wilson Rides, a nonprofit organization in Wilson County, Tennessee, that provides rides to seniors who no longer drive or seldom drive. Every day during the rides we give, we hear the most amazing stories as we transport seniors to medical appointments, shopping trips, or simply to meet with friends and family. The tales of growing up in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, the Great Depression, stories of military service, new inventions, the number of presidents that they have lived through, and the changes that our seniors have witnessed in their own local communities are just so fascinating. We're also amazed to hear about the things our seniors are still doing. In this inaugural season of Storytime, award-winning writer and storyteller Jules Corriere sits down with some of our local seniors and asks them about their lives. These are their stories. Welcome to Hearthside Senior Living, Lebanon's unique senior living community designed for seniors to age in place, all within a safe, comfortable, and Christian environment. Beautiful retirement homes designed for an independent lifestyle with maintenance-free living. Hearthside Senior Living also continues the excellent tradition of assisted living for those seniors who need additional services. Hearthside Senior Living, an independent retirement community and assisted living community, all on one campus in the heart of Lebanon. Call 615-443-1994 for a well, I think early on, um, my parents divorced when I was about nine. We lived in Valdosta, Georgia at the time. And so I got to come and live with my grandmother and grandfather, in which most people would have thought that would have been a bad thing, parents divorced. And probably I looked at it as a positive thing because I was leaving a home that, uh, you know, there was, maybe there was some trouble there. But as most young kids, you love your grandparents. So that's where I came and stayed every summer. So therefore, that was a good time. You know, we, we had a farm in Watertown, and uh, my granddad had the two chicken houses that had about 10,000 chickens in each house. And so you'd pick up eggs in the morning and in the afternoon, and then he would sell them to people in the town. So we would get in his black truck, which uh, there's a replica up there, uh, and. Uh, ride around and sell eggs to people uh, inside of Watertown. And so I remember those things. But so, uh, and then there were lots of other fun things that we, that I got to do. But they had bought a store uh, to run for my, um, my uncle, which uh, was actually a, a slice and a ham one day when he was in high school and he cut off all of his fingers except for one. So he dropped out of school and so he really didn't have a job. And so they went together and bought a store. Um, and uh, it was the only store that stayed open past 6 o'clock in Watertown, so you got to know everybody there. Uh, you know, in the, back in the day, we pumped gas, so I would pump your gas if you came up, and uh, my gas in the day was 29.9. Uh, so that's a lot of difference from what the price is today. So, so with that, it was fun early on going to that store, uh, you know, and seeing everybody, but it, became, it was also work, you know, but they used me uh, at the time, um, and not that I really thought a lot about it, but I got up at 5 every morning and went to the store and pumped gas until 7.45 and rode a school bus to school. And then back in that day, you could practice football during school. So as soon as school was over, I rode the bus back out there and stayed to 10. And then I got to drive home sometime with my uh, grandfather would let me drive home. So I go back and look at that particular part 
And um, it probably wasn't a lot of fun to get up at 5 in the morning back in the day, but I realized what kind of work ethic it taught me. Um, and then probably dealing with the public, because, you know, we dealt with all kinds of people uh, back in that day. And, of course, was, the rule always went, the customer's always right. But, but we learned how to, I learned how to deal with the public. And so that was probably two things that, that really taught me that I realize I use a lot today. Thank you for that. That does give a great glimpse into somebody who's at a very young age was just being around people. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that you used to do for fun? You know, that uh, is also uh, an issue because I can't swim today, which a lot of people think that's crazy. But, you know, when you we worked every day, there was really no time to go to the lake or to go play uh, of that kind of thing. And so, so really the playing activities that was fun there would have been uh, they uh, had an, a couple of old guys that would throw softball underhand. And so if I brought my softball and glove uh, to the store, they would pitch with me in the afternoon. Uh, probably you could sit out on the porch at nighttime in the summertime and uh, cut a watermelon up and eat almost the whole thing, or a cantaloupe for that matter. So those are fun things looking back. Uh, this time of year, we'd had a small little old trailer that sat beside the country store, and we got to sell fireworks out of there. So there's pretty good profit in fireworks, and so I would get they would give me some money there. So that was probably my biggest amount of money that I got, and that might be 50 bucks, you know, in the day, because I took out trash for the people that lived upstairs for a quarter a day. So the, the, the times, I mean, the money sounds different now, but, you know, with little increments. But, but so those are probably the fun things that probably happened. What did $50 mean to you back then? You know, it was, it was, um, it was good uh, in the fact that I was living with a grandmother and grandfather. And um, uh, so as far as having ready cash, didn't have that. And I go back and think probably the clothes that I got came from Christmas. Uh, and so very seldom did I go shopping. Um, although, you know, the store, again, was another issue that if you were, if you were growing, uh, and you, y'all may remember this, and so you had a growth spurt, and somebody would say, well, you got high waters on today because you outgrew your pants. Um, but uh, so that money really was uh, probably um, very rewarding for me and maybe a chance to go do a couple of things although there were not a lot of time that I spent away from the store at the time because of, it required all your time and, and we were open 365 uh, even Christmas we stayed open till about 6 and then closed and went to my grandmother's to have Christmas uh, dinner but otherwise you were there every day so that 50 was um, a big deal and um, there's a place called Russell's Men's Store in Watertown that I might go and get a couple of things down there that I thought were interesting, which would have been a probably a, t- a sweatshirt or something that had Watertown on it at the time. Yeah. Now, how long did you stay with your grandmother and your grandfather? So I stayed there until um, uh, I was 20, probably um, 21 or 22. I bought a farm um, just up the road from them. I was a sophomore in college at the time, and uh, there was a, an old bootlegger that owned 40 acres and a duplex, and it's still there today on Highway 70 going towards Alexander. And so they sold it at auction because the lady had no family, so she gave it uh, to the city of Watertown. So they sold it at auction, so I bought it for 40000 
Um, and so I moved there and got a federal land bank grant at the time to do that. I rented out one side uh, and then worked a little bit while I was still going to school to pay to make my payments. But again, I was blessed because um, a guy that uh, that lived beside my granddaddy had a son that had 50 acres in Dallas that Dallas kind of grew up around. So he sold that 50 acres for a large amount of money. And back in that day, if you reinvested that money within two years in the land, you paid no taxes on it. So Jimmy Agee, which is a realtor here in town with Agee and Johnson, he came by one day and he actually used to work at that store for us. So I had a relationship with him and I was outside washing my car before church on Sunday. And he stopped by and he said, hey, what do you take for your farm? Because that guy was buying all the land up on both sides of the road, still owns it today, um, that connected to his farm, to his, grand, to his daddy's farm. Uh, and so he said, hey, I said, oh, I'll take 80, just cutting up. And he said, I'll be back with a check in a minute. And uh, so that's kind of how I got started. So I, I lived with my grandparents until probably 21, 22. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with me that you haven't shared yet? I think... Uh, I think the busyness of our the busyness of our world probably and, it, and it's and it's true in our office here because we get to going crazy, you know, trying to get all the boxes checked and get everything done for people. You don't really get to appreciate things. You don't get to appreciate things like you should, maybe until they're they're not there. You know, I think if we could share anything at all, if we get people to slow down and appreciate what they've got while they got it, instead of looking for that next milestone, um, because I think we we miss out um, on what probably the best part of life is, and uh, you know, and I've lived some of that lately, which is probably makes it fresh for me today. But um, I, I heard something the other day that said there are two great tools that we have. Uh, one of them is a smile, and the other one is silence. That, uh, and the silence part is, you know, how many times do we just actually listen to what somebody wants to say to us? I mean, we say, how's things going? But we really don't care uh, what they say. It's just a statement. But people need to be heard. Um, and we need to listen. Uh, and then so many times we're so fast that that person that's wandering through a tough day just needs a smile. But we're so busy, we really don't have time for that either. So I think I think that's through these next three years or four years now, or almost four years, um, I hope we can make a difference here to allow people to enjoy things before they're gone. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Storytime with Wilson Rides. And remember, if you're a senior age 55 or older in Wilson County, Tennessee, and in need of transportation, Wilson Rides is here for you. We'll take you to medical appointments, lunch dates, salon or barbershop visits, shopping trips, or to visit with friends and family. Our goal is to keep you connected to the community you call home. If you would like to find out more about Wilson Rides, you can visit our website at wilsonridesinc.org 
or call us at 615-622-5557. Wilson Rides can also be found on all social media platforms at Wilson Rides Inc. and on Alexa or Google Assistant by saying Launch Wilson Rides Inc. Storytime with Wilson Rides is sponsored by a creative aging grant from the Tennessee Arts Commission and also serves as part of the Governor's Three Star Program.